rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore Travel PT at ariusmedical.com. A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. NPTE StudyCast. Welcome to NPTE StudyCast. I'm physical therapist Jimmy McKay. On the show uh, today, we're talking with physical therapist Amy Mishnick about congenital muscular torticollis. Amy, what's your superhero backstory as a PT? I'm a pediatric physical therapist. I work at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. I've been here for almost 20 years. Wow. I see patients with all kinds of developmental disabilities in all ages. One thing I specialize in is torticollis. I train all the new employees that come through at Cincinnati Children's in torticollis treatment. Also, I'm the leader of what we call a track team, which sets out all the algorithms for treatment and goes through all the literature for torticollis at Children's Hospital as well. So this is your jam. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) So when that topic comes up and people are likely to see it on the study tests or the actual NPTE, let's start from the basics. How do you describe congenital muscular torticollis briefly? So congenital muscular torticollis, or a lot of times referred to as CMT, it's a postural abnormality and it affects, they say, up to maybe 16% of infants. And it's caused by shortening of the sternocleidomastoid muscle, or that's often called the SDM, on one side of the neck. And that causes the infant to tilt their head towards the side and then rotate their head away from that tight side. And that's just, uh, that's going back to anatomy in terms of, hey, if this SCM were shortened, what's that going to look like? How's that going to present? Next topic or next question usually is what's involved? I think the SCM is definitely going to be involved there. But what else would you say in CMT? So you're right. The, the main muscle that's involved in the condition is the, the SCM. One SCM typically, because you have an SCM on each side of the neck. When both of those muscles fire at the same time, you get flexion of the neck. But when just one is firing or when one is tight, it causes the neck to laterally flex to the same side and rotate to the opposite side. So in other words, contraction of the right SCM causes right lateral flexion and left rotation of the head, while contraction of the left SCM causes left lateral flexion and right rotation of the head. And that's what happens in torticollis, where one side of the neck is tightened and shortened. And in some cases, there's even a fibrotic mass, sometimes referred to as a pseudotumor in the muscle. There could also be tightness in the upper trapezius on that same side, with that upper trap acting as a synergist to laterally flex the head to the same side and also elevate the scapula. In terms of anatomy, I think it's also important to point out that infants who spend more time with their head turned in one direction over the other can develop flattening on that side of the skull. Um, And in fact, cranial deformation occurs in up to 90% of the infants with CMT. And the reason for that is the extreme flexibility of the infant's skull while those sutures and fontanelles are still open, particularly in those first 12 months of life. For example, an infant with left CMT will keep her head turned to the right most of the time. So when she's laying on her back, this puts pressure on that right posterior aspect of her skull. And as a result, an infant with left CMT will typically develop flattening on the back right side of her head. Perfect. And I can see, I can almost actually see people listening to this podcast. And while you're explaining the SCM and the flattening, actually doing that movement with your own head, which is something we recommend during a test and go nice and slow and actually do the action that's, uh, that's being described in the particular pathology. Yeah. And you'll walk I yourself do that all through. the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, in terms of, of diagnosis or testing, you know, where, where does it go in terms of CMT? So diagnosing CMT, there's not a specific special tests that you need to do. In the clinic, what you'll see is that infant is presenting with a head tilt, 
um, and a preference to rotate to the opposite side. So they'll tilt their head to the right and prefer to look to the left or tilt their head to the left and prefer to look to the right. Typically diagnosed based on observation of the posture. And then you also want to do the assessment of range of motion limitations. You'll see that those infants with CMT cannot typically maintain their head in midline, and they often have limitations in their active and often passive cervical range of motion, both rotation and or lateral flexion. Differential diagnosis, some things that might be similar but not the same to CMT that might come up on the test or in practice, uh, what comes to mind there? So with differential diagnosis, that's where a good screening comes into play because there are other conditions that could cause a similar asymmetrical posturing. So a major red flag is if the onset was acute or sudden rather than present at birth or shortly after. So that's when it indicates it could be something other than congenital muscular torticollis. It could be something like an infection or Arnold Chiari malformation, benign proximal torticollis, or even a posterior facet tumor. But again, the key is when the onset is sudden in those Mm -hmm. cases. Um, other things could be a vision issue could cause asymmetrical posturing, particularly if the vision issue is unilateral. So if there's like strabismus or an astagmus or an imbalance in the ocular muscles. And um, in that case, red flags would be visual tracking that's asymmetrical or uncoordinated during the screen. There's muscular conditions that would cause a head tilt and rotation. Anything involving like fusion of the cervical vertebrae or scoliosis or uh, a vertebral abnormality. So red flags for that would include an atypical presentation. So if the infant is tilting and rotating to the same side, so where they are tilting to the right and also rotating to the right. There's also Sandifer syndrome when the infant has a hiatal hernia with gastroesophageal reflux or GERD. And you might suspect that if the infant is presenting with crying and arching their trunk while they're flexing their neck to the right side after eating. So they're trying to get away from that reflex. And so the posturing is actually a response to that GERD that they're experiencing. And they're, they're trying to move in a way that's more comfortable for them. Very thorough right there with differential diagnosis. Let's talk about what to do about it. Uh, great for the test and for practice in terms of treatment examples with CMT. So treatment for CMT can be broken down into like your first choice interventions and then your supplemental interventions. Your first choice intervention focuses on the environmental adaptations and repositioning. So you want to encourage the infant to turn their head to the non-preferred side. Then there's also neck stretches, and that's a very important part of the program. And those are done multiple times throughout the day. And that addresses those limitations in rotation and lateral flexion that are actually muscular limitations. And then you want to have parents know how to facilitate symmetrical alignment and movement so that they can do that on their own and make sure that the infant isn't just always turning to the left or turning to the right. And then they're also encouraged to limit the time that these infants spend in positioning devices, such as bouncy seats or swings, and instead increase tummy time. The other thing is with torticollis, one side of the neck is tight, but the other side is typically weak. So once the infant's old enough, treatment can also include eliciting balance reactions in order to strengthen the opposite side of the neck. And then The other thing to keep in mind is that asymmetries can develop throughout the trunk and extremities as a result of torticollis. So there's emphasis that's placed on ensuring development of symmetrical growth motor skills and hand use overall. So then in severe cases that don't respond to first choice intervention, and not necessarily even severe, but if they're not responding to first choice interventions, then you would want to go with supplemental interventions. And so there's actually a clinical practice guideline written for torticollis that tells you that the supplemental treatment should include soft tissue mobilization, kinesiotaping, 
microcurrent, myokinetic stretching, TAMO, and cervical orthoses or collars. And that gets a little more complicated because not all therapists are trained in those, but there are supplemental treatments that are after the first line intervention doesn't work. Sample question, everybody's favorite part. How might this appear on the NPTE or study exams? I think one of the ways they might is to kind of pull in what direction the child's looking and, and maybe even that cranial deformation. Something like maybe like a four-month-old infant presents to your clinic due to parents' concern that he won't look to the right, um, has limited cervical active range of motion and passive range of motion into right rotation, limited cervical lateral flexion, passive range of motion to the left, is flattening on the back left of the skull. What would be the, like, the most appropriate course of action for something like that? So in that case, what would you suggest? What would, what would, what would be the, the key green flags in terms of treatment that you would suggest? So the key to that is to, to recognize that this would be... This appears to be congenital muscular torticollis. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to indicate that it would be anything other than that from the question. Because they're saying that the infant is limited in right rotation and also limited in cervical lateral flexion to the left, you are then looking at an infant who defines CMT based on which side the infant tilts to or which side the SCM is tight on. So in this situation, you'd have an infant who's presenting with a right tilt and a preference for left rotation. You would want to address this with stretching. That would be the, the biggest thing. And stretch into a left tilt and stretch into a right rotation, as well as actively encouraging active right rotation. Those would be the, the first big things, as well as positioning to encourage symmetry and right active rotation. That's perfect. Good overview look at congenital muscular torticollis. Amy Mishnick, appreciate your time and insight helping students not only pass, but thrive with the NPTE. Oh, thanks so much for having me and good luck to everyone who's taking the test. Download free study guides now at ariusmedical.com slash NPTE studycast. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com slash NPTE studycast. Rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore travel PT at ariusmedical.com. NPTE studycast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.